This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1319. Examiner answers your burning speaking questions. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. What burning questions do you have about the IELTS exam? Today, we answer three from listeners about IELTS speaking and give you tips to boost your fluency scores. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Aubrey. How's it going? I'm great, Jessica. How are you this fine morning? Good. <laughs> it's actually afternoon now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm laughing because we actually had to start this episode over because my dog Dixie started barking. Um, so that's all taken care of. You know, no dogs will no dogs shall interrupt this IELTS lesson, everyone. Right. This is how much we care about you guys. We're not gonna make you listen to dog barking. We're we're willing to uh to do what it takes, right? To make this a really nice exactly. episode for you to listen whatever to. Whatever <laughs> it takes. Whatever it takes, guys. Okay, today we are answering some burning questions about IELTS speaking. Um, a burning question. That is also great idiomatic vocabulary. So here's a little bonus tip for you guys. How can we use this burning question phrase on IELTS? First of all, what does that even mean? Yeah, this is really high level and impressive. It's very idiomatic for a question to be burning. And it means it's important. It's serious, right? This is not going to be about trivial things. If you have a burning question, it's something you've been thinking a lot about or that matters a lot to you. Exactly. So you can use it in writing task two, for example, to introduce the topic because most of the time, right? The topics are serious. They're important. It's about education, the environment, uh, society, culture, right? Um, so you could say something like the fallibility. Now that means like faultiness, right? Erroneousness. Mm. Is that a word? Um, mm. <laughs> the fallibility of children's education has been a burning question on the minds of parents and educators alike. Yeah. It just means, right, they're thinking about this a lot. I love this as a way to start your task two essay, because most of the topics you're asked about for writing task two are about burning questions for people, right? Totally. They're usually important topics that there are two sides of the issue. People debate them, right? So often you're going to be able to use this phrase to introduce a topic that people care about. And since today we're talking about speaking, I think you can also use it in speaking part three. I like the idea of using it 
to introduce a topic that's not so important and using it in the negative. So because the topics can mm. be kind of silly, you know, on the speaking exam. And what if the speaking examiner asks you like, um, let's see, do you think airline travel might disappear in the future? You could say like, well, I honestly don't think this is like a burning question on anyone's mind because I, that won't happen. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> you could explain why that's your opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, a great way to use it, too, to say this has never been a burning question for me, but right. I'll answer. Right. That's a good totally. way of saying like. That's an interesting question that no one really cares about. <laughs> That's so good. All right, guys. So today we're answering three questions that we got from Spotify reviews. Um, thank you, first of all, uh, for leaving those reviews. And guys, if you are learning anything at all from us on the IELTS Energy podcast, please rate and review us wherever you're listening on Spotify or Apple, for example, um, and include a question. We might answer it in a future episode. Yes, we love those reviews and it's a great way for others to be able to find us that are mm -hmm. practicing for the exam as well. So yeah, leave us a review. And we also want to make sure that you guys did not miss just a couple of episodes again. I was able to interview Nick and today we're talking about IELTS speaking. And if you want to get inspired, his story is amazing how he was able to increase his scores and score 7.5 on IELTS speaking. He shared a lot of great advice and strategies he used. So scroll up and make sure you listen to that episode if you missed it. Awesome. Awesome. That's so cool. Um, and remember, guys, hit follow right now so you never miss another episode. All right. So let's get into this first burning question. Um, this is this was asked by Mikhail. Aubrey, can you read that, please? Yes. Hello. Thanks for your podcast. Teachers encourage us to look straight into the eyes of an examiner. However, a person on YouTube argues that it is not a test of evaluating our communication. Nice. So this is an excellent question, sort of asking, like, do we need to look into the eyes of the examiner or is that not affecting our score? And I know many of you out there listening may have had this question or thought of that because this yeah. is common that some people have a harder time making eye contact when they speak especially when you're trying to think of all the good vocabulary you need yeah. and everything you need to say that might be harder that might affect your fluency exactly exactly um yeah i i did a youtube video on this years ago and the answer is no it doesn't matter right you're not scored on the amount of eye contact that you make um when i was examining i had candidates sometimes on the speaking test who could not make eye contact with me because of their culture or religious affiliations. They, um, if they were a man, they were uncomfortable making eye contact with me, a woman, which is totally fine. That's, there is no decrease in score because of that. And so they would like stare at the desk, stare at the wall, just sort of look everywhere in the room, mm -hmm. but me, and it was totally fine, right? I am not staring into their eyes just waiting for them to look at me i'm i'm using my ears right speaking examiners we don't use our eyes very much we're looking at you but we're also reading questions and looking at the timer we are using our ears to evaluate you okay so right. if you are uncomfortable making contact if eye contact if that ruins your fluency don't do it exactly right the examiner is listening for very specific things and if you have a, if it's like 
um, creating a division in your brain to like take the effort to make eye contact and also do all that you need to while coming up with these answers, right? To have idiomatic language, high level vocabulary, to use that varied intonation, then if one thing has to go, let it be the eye contact. (laughs) Don't meet the eyes and make sure that you're focusing on what the examiner is actually listening for. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, let's get into this next question. Oh, gosh, this is hard to say. Pememedov. 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 I love when it's like a YouTube name, like someone's online name or a Spotify name. We get these really interesting names, guys. (laughs) Because sometimes they're just like halves of other names put together and like it's okay. Anyway, but thank you for asking this question and leaving a review. Um, So Pememedov said, is it important to speak in in part two until the examiner stops you? Yes. And the answer is yes. Yes. Right. It's really tricky because you will hear the examiner say, you know, um, to speak for one to two minutes. And that is a lie. (laughs) Ignore where they say one minute. You really need to speak for that full two minutes. Mm -hmm. If you stop before that, they may even sort of gesture with their hand like keep going because they really need you to speak for that full two minutes in order to show your fluency. Yeah, examiners are required to encourage you to keep speaking. We're supposed to do it like non-verbally mm-hmm. um, because we're not supposed to say anything that's not on the script, right? Um, except for speaking part three, where we can ask our own questions. But in speaking part two, examiners are trained. If you stop speaking before the two minutes are up, um, you can see this on YouTube, guys, if you're watching us, the examiner will use their hand like this and like circle motions, you know, like keep going, please. (laughs) Um, Yeah, your your fluency score will definitely be impacted if you speak for uh, fewer than two minutes, especially if your fluency on the other two parts, part one and part three, if your fluency on those two parts are not, you know, is not amazing then Mm. that could really hurt your score. Remember, your score is an average of all three parts. You're not graded on part one, part two, part three individually. However, not being able to speak for two minutes can definitely impact your fluency score. And you don't want to be so stressed about the timing. You definitely want to just plan on speaking until they stop you. Because if you're really trying to track, like, has it been two minutes so that I can stop right at two minutes? No, you don't want to spend any of your brain power on that, right? Be thinking about telling a story, adding more details, and just go until they say thank you and ask their next question. Listen to our last episode from last Wednesday where I gave that sample part two answer, right? Um, Just keep talking until the examiner stops you. You always want to have more than enough to say. All right, let's get to this last question from Estevani. Estevani asked, if we talk more than the time allowed, does that reduce our score or not? So... Let's take this part by part here. Now, what do you think that would mean for part one? If they, is it possible to talk too much 
in part no, one? No, it's really not because if you go on too long, the examiner will stop you every time and mm -hmm. they'll just ask the next question. And yeah. if this happens every time, if you're not stopping yourself and you just add more detail and the examiner says that's that's not lowering your score, that's showing your fluency, no problem. Now, Thanks. granted, one thing you want to really be careful of is not repeating yourself, right. not just like sort of going on and on just to make the examiner have to stop you, right? Some yeah. answers you'll have less to say, and that's okay. Yeah. As long as you answer the question, say a couple of sentences, it's okay to stop talking, but there's, it's impossible to take more time than is allowed because the examiner will stop you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think we we talked about some advice related to this uh, maybe last month on the show when a student asked, like, do I have to speak for one minute for every part three answer? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's really we want to discourage you from being so strict with yourself. Like, I have to speak for one minute every time or 30 seconds or whatever the case may be. Like Aubrey said, some answers you're going to have a lot to say and some answers you'll just have a little bit to say. That's the nature of spontaneous spoken communication. Absolutely. Right? You need to have that flexibility so yeah. that if you do have more to say and really interesting details and vocabulary, yes, absolutely. Keep speaking until the examiner cuts you off. But if you don't have a ton to say about a question, you still need to make sure to answer it. But don't stress about needing to keep going, add more and more, because that's when you run the risk of repeating yourself right. or having these pauses and hesitations while you think of something else. It's okay just to answer and then stop talking. And just stop talking. And then just stop exactly. talking. <laughs> um, I do want to leave you guys with one last tip today. Uh, do go back and listen to our episode with the sample part two answer. Aubrey, can you find that title real fast? Yes. Um, while I share this tip, uh, because it is modeled in that episode. And I pretty sure I do this every time I give a speaking part two model answer on the show. Every time Aubrey stops me, I'm always like shocked. I'm always surprised. And I always say something like, oh, darn, I had so much more to say. Yes, it oh. was episode 13, 18 and nine sample speaking answer about soccer. And that might have been part of it. You have a lot to say about soccer, right? So you much. could have spoken for hours. <laughs> um, so I encourage you guys to do that on your own speaking test, right? So hopefully you are practicing with the strategies we give you for speaking part two, developing a story, having so much detail to add that when the examiner does stop you, you're like, oh, gosh, darn it. I had so much more to say. Like, that would be so awesome, guys, if you were able to communicate that <laughs> just like I just did um, when the examiner stops you. That would be really awesome. The examiner would love it. OK. Yes. All right, guys, remember to hit follow right now so you never miss an IELTS Energy podcast episode. Two new ones every single week. Awesome. See you next time, Jessica. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.